Okay. I'm going to start over. Unconditional love. Wake up to a full cup. This is a new episode out of Thanksgiving. Two new guests. Y'all say your name. James Porter. Speak louder, man. Jaden Porter. Now, if y'all follow me through Facebook, y'all know who these two gentlemen are. I hope I have to knock one outside the head while we're doing this. They're doing other things. Hello, master. Got ghost in the eyes. No, the door was closed. Somebody had to open it. Oh. Got it. All right. About unconditional love, uh, one of y'all read the definition again. without any limitations or love without conditions. This term is sometimes associated with other terms such as true altruism or complete love. So incomplete love is going to be the limits in in love, which means it has conditions, has rules to go by. You want to have people that, that have children? That will have limits. To their love. It does happen. All parents do not love their children unconditionally. Now, there is a struggle in understanding unconditional love and applying it. Some parents don't know what unconditional love is. They don't know the term. We live in a world where it's better to say something that sounds good and not live by it. When really it's not better, that's dangerous. Because you tell a girl you love her. You love me unconditionally? Yeah, girl, I love you unconditionally. Next day you with another girl. So you just lie to the girl. That's going to come back on you heavy because she might be the special one. She wants the special one over something that you don't even know, you really don't even care about. But you put conditions on the love of your girlfriend, now that's gone. Once that's gone, you got to start over somewhere else. A lot of times that happens for people to understand what unconditional love is. Like people say, how can you love your child, but you don't, y'all don't have a place to stay. How can you love your child conditionally and you, and you don't have a job to take care of? It's easy. Because inside, nothing changes about how I feel about my children. Nothing. I don't be broke, homeless, live, sleep in the park, run around this town right here, sleeping wherever I could, but it never changed how I felt about y'all. Even when Jay came. That didn't change nothing. That really added to it. Because I saw how y'all light up when y'all around Jay. So that makes it easier. For me, anyway. But. Um, so I was on YouTube mm-hmm. one time. And I, it was this, uh, it's this dude called Lucas Graham. Mm-hmm. He was on the Jeans interview. And he was singing, and he was singing out his song and saying what the lyrics meant to him. Yeah. And he was like, so he was with his wife, right? And then he had children. And he thought that his love was going to sp- split up between them. Yeah. But all it did, it was just, all it did was multiply. Yeah. And he said. Now, yeah. now that's something, I'm glad you said, that's something real important. Okay. Uh, Aunt Serena and James have been married a long time. I was five years old when they got married. You know, I'm 43 now, to do the math. They've been married a long time. Now, I remember when they first got married and Aunt Serena moved away with James to North Carolina. Fairville. I remember when Vanessa came in the picture. 
And I remember when Anthony came in the picture. Now, I don't know the inner workings of their, of their whole marriage, but I know I saw them work together when Anthony was born. When Jane got up, Aunt Serena said she was ready. Jane got up, packed bag, we got in the car, we, did, we went to the hospital. I put Aunt Serena into the hospital when we got there, when she was going to have Anthony. She was scared me. She was screaming, hollering, crying. Oh, I ain't never seen her like this before. But Jane was in there. And I remember afterwards, saw the pictures of Jane holding Anthony. So I'm pretty sure that's how it went with Vanessa. Even though I didn't see it. I can imagine they was all right. They were cool. She might be here. Oh, I mean, it was, it, was, it, was something, it was something to see and learn. Now, once I got older and I saw my partner with children, I saw a lot of them not be around their children. A lot of them weren't even there when the children were born. And I noticed that that didn't cause them not to love their child any less or show that they love them any less. It's just, because of, just by actions, you can't really tell if a person loves their child or not. Because I know some parents that do for their children just because that's their children. It's not that they really love them or love them unconditionally. They feel like that's their, that they're obligated to do that because they had a child. But they're doing it with resentment. You can't resent a child then scream you have unconditional love because resentment is a limitation. Just because me and Lisa don't get along, she does wrong stuff. To, she lashes out toward Madison. Like I told her yesterday, that did wrong. Number one, because of the innocence of a child. Number two, this is where unconditional love is supposed to be applied forever. Now, you're true, you can't apply it when you're dead, but as long as the application is being, being uh, supplemented while you're alive and while the child's alive, it's going to be seen, it's going to be notified. But you do have parents out there that don't love their children. It may be hard to believe, but it happens. You might end up seeing it sometimes. You pay attention to the, the kids that you, you build at school. When you get friends, you go to their house, you know how their mama treat them. You know how their daddy treat them or whoever they live with. But what you don't do is compare that to your situation. That's where your confusion starts. They got a bicycle. You don't have a bicycle. You can't say your mama love you in the less because you don't have a bicycle. It's not going to be true. She just can't afford it. She just can't afford it. Or she may have a an agenda through her through her budget where that'll come sometime later. She may already have it on her mind and already working towards it. You don't know. Like, so safe, like but it's not for you to say she don't love you anymore <clears> because <throat> she won't get your bicycle when you ask for it. So it's like asking somebody, like, this song, if you ask somebody if you can play with them, they say no, but they don't got nobody to play with, then they come back to you, kind of? Like, no, they, no. Like, they don't get it's it. It's like, uh, kind of? It's like, okay, let me tell you this. When, um, before you were born, mm -hmm. I heard Jordan say, his mama promised him, that it was just going to be him or her. And I'm like, dang. And I, I asked your mama that. I said, why? Did you, I said, did you tell that boy it was just going to be you and him? Like, yeah. I said, well, that's the problem. And that's why he lashed out now. Not, 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 not saying that what she did before that wasn't the reason. But he didn't lash out at first. He lashed out later. It was still before you were born. But I knew what it was because I know how to pay attention. Because Joe wasn't a bad kid. And I taught Joe how to play football. You know, I tried to teach him how to keep his room clean. He went with that. My mama do that. Well, let's do this for her. I'm going to clean up the upstairs. 
I'm going to clean the living room. Oh, you got to clean up your room, your bathroom. That's it. He wouldn't do it. I love Jordan. I love Jordan like he was one of y'all. Believe that now. because Not because he was just because he was your mama's child, but because his daddy didn't do for him. His daddy went in his life. Yeah. And I know how that felt because I had been in the same situation. Second year and Jaden first year though, mm-hmm. he was the um head person though. Yeah, yeah, and I knew that. I talked to the first time I took you there. I spoke to him that day and told him, "It's my son. You know, you should make sure you're all right." Oh, I got him! I got him! I got him! And that kind of made me mad because you're willing to make sure my child is all right, but you're not doing that for your own. That time, I wouldn't even talk to Jordan. But even get his butt wool. Jordan was disrespectful in front of your mom. She did nothing about it. That is not unconditional love because unconditional love comes with discipline of a child. If a child is wrong, you straighten them. That's part of love. That's part of showing love. If I didn't love y'all, I'd let y'all run around here and beat each other up, talk how you want to talk, do what you want to do. That's not, it's not love just letting a child do what they want to do or, or not setting limits or boundaries for them. To set limits and boundaries for a child is part of unconditional love. It just goes past that. When Jordan said, I don't have to respect you. You're not a man. Because your mama woke him up out of his bed and told him that. This is not a man. You do not respect him. That's another understanding that is not unconditional love. You don't do that. For example, I'm going to show you the difference. Now, I just told you what your mama did with Jordan. When y'all first met your stepdad before your mom even married him, what did you tell me Javen did? When no Derek got in the car, he was kicking the seat. When who got in the car? When, when, you, when y'all first met your mom oh, your stepdad, he was acting up, wasn't he? Not the first time. It was when they were, around the time we moved in. That was before did. that. Mm-mm. Oh, so you doing after y'all moved in here? Well, he only saw him once, twice. And then, yeah. Okay. Put he it was like... there, Jaden. <laughs> <laughs> he was there when I told Daddy that. But yeah. What? Yeah. Wait, no, because I did do it, but I did the first time. Mm. Okay, that's what I thought. Because he, because he was okay with it. I, look, I, that time, Mama told me not to embarrass her. I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. Because I was only six years old. Six. But see, being six years old, you're not supposed to know what that means. It has to be explained to you. Mm-hmm. Either that door is yeah, the one of those makes me over. But now, like now, this is crazy. Like I told you from the jump, respect him. Yeah. That's my unconditional love for y'all. Respect him because it's only right that you respect him. You may not like him. I'm not going to tell you to like him. That's going that's to be y'all by yourself. I believe that. But you have to respect him. You have to respect your mama. Because that's your mother. She had you. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't stand the thought of y'all being there and y'all, all y'all not getting along. And then she's not able, she's not smart enough or uh, had the capabilities to make all y'all get along. You understand me? It be like that sometimes. I was the same way. 
When my mama first met Ronnie, I knew who he was. The man, my man, my mama married. Was she was married before. Tall? Hmm? Was your daddy tall? No, my daddy was short. <laughs> like, you know, my daddy was short. Yeah, that's what he get it from. Yeah, my daddy was short. I don't know why I get my tall <coughs> Because we had a lot of tall men in our family. Uncle George, Uncle Willie. Well, no, Uncle Willie was short. Uncle John, that John. It was two, we had two Uncle John. My grandma had a brother named John. They had a child named John. All of them were tall. Now, when when I try to tell y'all to respect him and not to get along with him, but respect him. Because it's not up to you to get along with him. It's up to both of y'all to get along. It's up to you to get along with him. It's up for you and him to get along with each other and for you and him to get along with each other. And to get along with your stepsister. Because right now, y'all are family. You're not going to find most cats to do this. I do this because this is how much I care about y'all. I'd rather y'all be somewhere where you're comfortable and you're living, you're living stable enough that you can do what you want. You can grow up right. But if it's not right for you and you don't like it, then you have to bring it to me and we'll figure out something else. And regardless of how your mama feels, your mother's not going to have unconditional love because she's going to put limits on I'm not going to tell y'all why I say that right now. I'll tell y'all that when y'all get older. But right now, you have to understand what unconditional love and look where it is. She loved the mess out of Jordan. But that's not unconditional love. Unconditional love, you're going to teach this child. You're going to raise the child. Okay. And you're going to make sure. And you're going to make sure if he's wrong, to straighten him, discipline him. And if they're right, reward him. And give him that every day. So for Jordan to feel like I came in and distracted him in his mom relationship, that was on his mom. She didn't explain nothing to him beforehand. Because a lot of parents do think that we can do what we want. Y'all just got to fall in line. People said I didn't love y'all enough because I was going to jail. I was in jail when both of y'all were born. No, but I was in the streets. I wasn't finna just jump out of the streets at that time. I'm not jumping out with nothing. That's what everybody wanted me to do. By the time I got to the point where I was through with it, you know, y'all came and saw me in prison. And you asked the question, that's what did it. My mind was already made up on it. Because I started writing my books and my poems and stuff. I'm working out. I'm, I'm living a whole different. I didn't even have dope talk. But what really solidified it for me was you asked me why I was in there. With unconditional love, I got to stop. I got to make sure I keep my mind on stopping. That's why I got out and got two jobs. The idea was not for me to stay with y'all at first. I was coming here. I went to stay with y'all because your mama said y'all was out of hand. She flipped it as if we came back together. I made that clear in the kind of jail one doing that. Because if she knew how to have unconditional love, she knew she had to have some kind of unconditional love for me for me to even come back in that house and she wasn't doing what she was supposed to at the time. I was doing what I was supposed to do because I'm in jail. I'm staying out of trouble. And I'm telling y'all, look, I need to have a job three months before I get out. For me to be effective and do what I need to do. That, that's how I got to change when I first got out. Because I told your mama six months before I got out. I need to have a job. Three months before I get out. Why? So when I get out, they already know I'm coming. You already know I'm going for it. There's no misunderstanding. So can she drop the application in for you? She filled it out for me before I got out. But you remember when uh, 
Yep. He know who's in the car. I remember, um, what you call it? Whenever you first came home, mm-hmm. when we was in Wilson, uh, you came with that white shirt, that white polo shirt. I don't remember what type of pants you had, but I still, I always remember that white polo shirt. It was, uh, I had khaki pants. That was what the prison give you when you get out, if you don't have any clothes. Yeah. So, I saw you on here. Yeah, I saw you, and I was straight in the, <laughs> the past moment, I was straight in the, Yeah. I was like... <laughs> And then, so, mama said, so you look at her? I said, hey, mama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why are you supposed to give you a hug? He see you every day. He ain't seen me in I don't know how long. But I was going through my transition of streets to civilized working in my mind first. Then I projected when I got out. All the stuff we were doing when I first got out, that was not catching up time. You can never catch up with time. Just start where you at and keep going from there. But I was catching up on what y'all were doing. No, mainly with y'all. Remember I came to school the first day? Mm-hmm. I said got that video. Oh God. Yeah, I said got that video on YouTube. What happened? Oh God. Oh, I embarrassed him real good in school. What, oh, I embarrassed him real good. What, what you did? Second grade year. Yep. At WG9. What are you missing? Why did you shame? <laughs> <laughs> I went. I told him I was coming to school to see him. So when I went, he already told me he had a girlfriend in class, Trinity. Oh, my God. Oh you remember Trinity? He don't know who she, who she was. Because she wasn't going to watch. It was not no, going he was, in, da- he was in daycare. She, she left when I was in third grade. Mm-hmm. So you never met her. So you you was in fourth grade when he got the W9. Yeah, okay. So I go into class. I already surprised and shocked him. We, we talking. They were like, Jay, that's your daddy? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, huh? So they, like, I guess they're like, he likes skin, I'm dark skin. How in the world is this possible? <laughs> but then he was sitting down, and I heard him say, Trinity. And I had my recorder on. I was trying to tell her. Because I'm already recording the class. I was trying to tell her not to say nothing. That's what I was trying to say. I was trying to tell her. That's not why to you say had that. your face covered. Yes. Yeah, okay. I was trying to tell her not to say I said on the video. Anything. I said, now, if you don't put that paper down, everybody see the video going to wonder who's the little boy with his face covered up. But he, you were talking to Trinity at the time. Then she said something, but I didn't know who she was. Then somebody else said Trinity. And I saw Trinity. I said, well, I remember that name. Who is Trinity? And she raised her everybody hand. Everybody in the car started laughing and yep. saying that name. I said, Girl, I done heard enough about you. That was funny. I'm going to let you see that video when we get through. <laughs> no, that was funny. Yes. No. Yes, that was funny. <laughs> but, and I'm going to tell you how. Let me show you how people that were around me when I was in the streets that knew how much I cared and loved about loved y'all. I would never take y'all with me if I had drugs on me. I would I would leave you home. Or like when I used to pick you up from daycare, mm-hmm. I would do whatever I had to do before I get to you. Two o'clock, two thirty, put it down. Why are you gonna leave it? I gotta pick my son up. Yeah, well, you might get a call. I don't care. Everything shuts down when I had them in the car. Because I'm not going to let that interfere with them. It's not going to happen. It will it interfere regardless, but not while y'all with me. I wasn't going to let y'all see me going to jail. So when he started going to take care, 
and I'm picking both of y'all up, it's more intense. Because now people are coming at me left and right. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. And then one time, I'm one time I couldn't leave the stuff because the door was locked. I didn't have my keys. Look, my keys in the house. I'm like, God, I gotta go. I, gotta... I said, I know what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna keep it on me. But anybody call them, I'm not going to see them or nothing. And I wouldn't. I never did. I ain't play that at all. No, that was one rule that people were like. Why would you even? I'm not doing it. That's part of my unconditional love. I'm gonna set boundaries to make sure I keep that unconditional love going. I'm setting limits outside of y'all so it doesn't interfere with y'all. I didn't get it right until I went to prison the last time. And then, that was it. Then, oh, y'all, y'all can't tell me nothing. I'm finna go to work. I'm gonna get out of work. I used to be dressed to go to work at 12 o'clock. In the morning? In the afternoon, 12 o'clock, midday. I put my uniform on. I'm ready to go to Shane. Didn't you go to Shane the other night? I was going like 4 o'clock. Four o'clock in the evening, right before y'all get home, I'm going to shame. But at, at, but I was so ready to go to work and to prove myself to your mama that I'm dressed at twelve o'clock. When Joy get home, I'm like, dog, y'all to dress? But I've been dressed at twelve o'clock. I'm just sitting here killing time waiting. I may have been writing or something, but I'm I'm waiting to go to work. When y'all used to come up there, y'all want something to eat? You want some brownies? Y'all love the brownies. When I got the Knicks. That was your first time having Ciroc wings. You remember Ciroc wings? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, like, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, wait, you can't have that. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. said, wait, I can't have that. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And they were like, um, Kalisha working at the time. And everybody was like, so that's your son? Like, yeah, I got two boys. Like, well, why he don't, so, huh? Because the barbecue sauce is made with liquor in it. But the alcohol is cooked out of the liquor. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It's yeah, boiled out. It's kind of like whenever you make chicken. Yeah. You yeah. cook the yeah, You can boil the, the flavor, the um, infection, and a little slime off. So when when y'all see um, when y'all see Joy with Aiden, mm-hmm. you can pay attention to him and how he acts towards him, what he, all the stuff he does towards him, and what he does around him. You'll understand unconditional love you have to pay attention to other people other parents and their children Mel Whitney Tiffany uh, Vic Vic is a good example Vic didn't have unconditional love for his wife Tiffany but he had how you did that I don't know I just felt my socks but Vic had unconditional love for Colvin and Kayla yeah, tell mommy the band-aid. Yeah, I don't think you have any. Probably don't. If don't, you get the toilet paper. So if if you if you see uh when you see kids getting whooped, you hear them hollering through the door. That's not saying that they're not being loved, cause punishing a child is part of love. You listen to me, boy. What you doing on the phone? What's on the phone? Taking somebody? I should have known. Now, when y'all get older, you have your own children, hopefully, you'll grasp the concept of unconditional love, and by the time you start having your own children, you'll know how to apply it to them. You get a girlfriend that you want to be with, and you say you want to marry her, then you'll know how to apply unconditional love towards her. 
It's not about y'all have a fight, you break up, you don't love each other no more. No, that's never how it is. That happened to me. That is? So, I was with this girl for about three weeks. Uh-huh. And she, and she had thought her stepbrother said that I was going to have a good enough girl, but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And then she broke up with me because of that. <laughs> that's what we call puppy love. We call that puppy love. When you think about a puppy, what what do you think about? A lot of people love puppies. A lot of people love puppies. Why? Because they're cute. They're small. They're not grown. They're babies, really. And they're cute. Puppy love is like saying it's a cute affection between two children. Y'all say, y'all go together, y'all love each other. To grown folk, that's cute. But to me, it's it's cute to me. But it's a start to something that can be bigger later on. Because, I mean, from, hell, from 8 years old to 15 years old, you're not going to be the same girl. It's going to be different ones come in. From 15 to 18, you might not be the same one. If I let me see, if I, if I could sit in, I'm gonna think of three people that I know for the good examples of uh, unconditional love. I know a man. He just this old man just died about two, two, three weeks ago, about a month ago. Him and his wife been together for sixty years. I ain't even sixty years old yet, and they were together for sixty Isn't years. That funny? Ah. Okay. And this was the bad thing about it. I had two girls that I used to 